Welcome everybody to Breaking the Rules uh, special edition, breaking down the special forces. And I know um, I'm happy to have Dana Mandel join me again from Brunch and Bravo. Thanks, Dana. Thanks for having me again. It's been a little while. It has. Um, I gotta say, like, they took a hiatus and then, like, I got a little bit lazy, and then we and had then I think was a little lazy. Like, yeah. I went on a trip to D.C. and like now I I have a trip to Pittsburgh on Thursday to see James Kennedy again. Oh, that's so cool! And then in two weeks is New York City to see Ariana's show. Oh, it's gonna um, be amazing for that meet and greet. So I'm just I'm like praying that the weather holds. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to drive and I don't have to get a last minute plane ticket because. Yeah, you're really lucky you're close enough to drive. That will suck at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, but I, we're going to do kind of a, a triple attack. We're going to recap episodes five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. I think we can do it. I definitely I, think I have we no can. faith in, I have no faith in us. We can do it. <laughs> But first, I do want to do a little recap. So how's it going? I know um, for anybody that has has not joined us before or is new to the podcast, Dana got a puppy. She got a doggie. She rescued a doggie, and her name is Judith. How mm-hmm. is Judith? Um, so she's actually not a puppy. She's a year and four months, but she's still, you know, pretty young. Yeah. Um, it's been such an interesting ride as someone who has just always lived alone and has never been pregnant or have been around many kids or, you know, like I had a family dog and that kind of thing. But it's crazy that you almost feel the, the wind knocked out of you with responsibility and not that the responsibility <laughs> is just hard. It's just that you haven't had it before in your right. life. Right. So it's, it's crazy. I spent a lot of time reading um, Reddit threads and people saying like, am I supposed to love my dog yet? And things like that, because you just feel so inadequate, almost like as a mother, it's like, why don't I have these maternal instincts? And, um, you know, why don't I just like love it right away? And, you know, I've talked to so many people who explain like, it doesn't always happen that way. And you learn who they are and you grow to love them. And even just this past weekend, after having a few of those conversations, it just happened for us. We just had our our bonding weekend. It just happened and we spent a lot of time together and now we're like head over heels in love, I'd say. What do you think, Judith? She's a little more in love with her chicken bone right now, but (laughs) I I know the love is mutual. Yeah, that's all right. She's, yeah, you, you rescued her. So she's extremely grateful. I know she is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that though. You know, I have six dogs, three cats. Um, the responsibility I, I love for me is daunting because we say no to a lot of things because we can't be away from them for too long. Right. right. So th- there's a lot of times when we would like to do things and it's nice right now because our son is here. So we can say yes and, and do things, but he'll be leaving soon too. Um, he has made an adjustment to plans though. Um, he's not going to go active for military. He's only going to do reserve and okay. he's going to finish his degree, but he's going to do a major change, um, to do broadcast journalism and specialize <gasps> in sports. 
Oh, I love that. That is so interesting and exactly what I wish I had done now that I know what that is. (laughs) So cool. Very, very cool for him. I'm really really happy that like I bought him a couple of um, really good books and I'll have to share them the next podcast we do. um, Some like self-discovery books just because Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to make the wrong decision. I felt like he was just like doing something to do something. And now it's like I'm doing this because I want to help to pay for the rest of my school. Right. So because he's he's managed to get this far with very little debt. So I want him to keep going like he's got three and a half years into the degree. And my sister is so upset he's not finishing it. So (laughs) um, and I'm like, but he doesn't want to do that. And I'm okay if he takes the core curriculum classes and goes and finishes to do what he wants to do, because that's more important to me, like being happy. Totally. And they just don't prepare you, or maybe they do now, but in my day, they didn't prepare you for school the way, or for the world the way they do now, because no. you just didn't know what was out there. And so a lot of people end up going back to school. And so the fact that he's figured out what he wants to do, you know, good for him. That is, some he people is never figured out. walking damn sports almanac. Like That's amazing. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I always just contact him when I need to know something, like he just knows it. <laughs> sports related. It's It's like, and he's. He definitely has that memorization mind. That's something I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a photographic memory and then memorization is really easy for me. So when I was in nursing school, like pharmacology was my best class because it was memorization. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't. I'm the same way. Yeah. Like it just comes easily to some brains. And so to him, like he just attacks it that way, but he knows mm-hmm. everything from probably around the 1950s on in all sports. That is so cool. He's going to do amazing. So I'm excited for him. But yeah. Anyway, let's dive into Special Forces Episode 5. All right. Well, we've got half the crews are gone at this point. So we have seven remaining. Yep. Day five. Mm-hmm. Um. They kind of start out and Tom and Nick are talking about how they didn't think it was going to be this hard. Really? Like, <laughs> I was so confused when they were saying that back and forth to each other because I was like, you two of all people should have thought it was going to be that hard. I always just kind of go back in my mind to the thought of like, how hurt are they going to let these people get and how hurt do the quote-unquote celebs think production will let them get so i think that that's where it sort of comes in it's like how far were they gonna let us go with this you know what i mean yeah i think they thought that it was gonna be like a tv show at day and then yeah go yeah. sleep in a tent oh probably you're yeah. right you're right yeah not like a 24-hour simulation yeah i did notice immediately in this episode that bodie was wearing down um, mm-hmm. you can tell immediately his mental game has changed. He does not do well with the um, mental and emotional antagonism is what I would call it that they use. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really work on everybody. It doesn't nope. work on me either. But... It doesn't work on everybody. Yeah. Especially when you don't even know them yet. It's it's. But I mean, I hate to say anything bad about Bodhi because, you know, he had a child that passed away and he seems like a nice guy. But sometimes he can come off a little holier than thou or better than everyone. Like he was saying, like I have condescending. I have less fear than most people. Like, 
you know this for a fact based on what science like, have, you done, <laughs> have you done like a test of all people like it's just it's a little much yeah i would agree with that assessment as well mm-hmm. um they immediately take them into a challenge about it and they say they're going to emulate war mm-hmm. um you know they talk about you know there's no room for complacency uh and they get into a helicopter that takes them 4,600 feet above sea level. Um, they are what I didn't hear what they named the challenge, but I wrote down and named oh. it myself a rope crawl. Okay, Com- commando cliff crawl is what I got. Commando cliff crawl. It kind so of sounds this, like a ride at like an amusement park. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. It was moving across a deadly ravine using a single rope. That's how it was described. And and not just doing it, but like flipping over twice in the middle. <clears throat> mhm. Crazy. Of doing it. Um was it Jack that made it like one foot? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He had some times where he had some times where he really did well, and then there were times where he really lacked. This was definitely a lacking. Yeah, um, he was funny though. Like earlier in the episode, he had mentioned that like he had dreams about Billy, and Dom said, "Me too." <laughs> but it, it makes sense. You're literally spending all day around that guy. It makes sense that your subconscious is literally now about Billy. Well, he cracked me up because he screamed, "Come on, pretty nails!" When yeah, I pretty nails. I love the pretty nails. <laughs> I think they're actually going to talk about his nails in tonight's episode, so I'm actually excited to see it, like, kind of come at him about it. <laughs> well, because who shows up to a, a challenge or uh, any kind of, like, I mean, I don't even know what to call this because it's not really. Because it's Tom, right? And because you can't bring, like, these his ridiculous the outfits and everything. Nails. He's doing the only thing he can do to his physical body that he was allowed to bring, <laughs> I guess. I can't be out in these streets with grubby nails. Dana. <laughs> he can't. He can't. <laughs> it's insane. I will be late forever if it meant grubby nails. Um, was it Bodie was the first to complete it? I know somebody was first, but Tom was second to complete the challenge. And there was very few that was even that were even able to complete it. Yeah, everyone failed but Bodie, and then it came down to Nick and Tom. So um, Tom really did do good on this challenge. There's yeah. nothing really that I can say. He concentrated. I think he used the aggression that um, he had in a good way for this challenge. Mm-hmm. He, w- he was still concentrating. I also thought it was interesting that he said it's best to just get out there and do it. Otherwise, you'll psych yourself out because, like, I wish he would take that advice because he doesn't do that in relationships. He He will prolong them. <laughs> For as long as humanly possible. So I hope he takes this advice in his life, you know, just get out there and do it. You know, don't second guess it. Don't, you know, put that much thought into it. If you have if you want to make a decision, just make that decision and pull the cord. Yeah, just don't do a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. He so their bad performance immediately makes the staff think that they are regressing. So they start punishing them Mm -hmm. they're dropped off an hour from home 
and the losers have to carry the winners like their dead bodies back to camp. I heard that like carrying dead weight is like impossible. It is. So I worked with um, mentally handicapped for years um, Mm -hmm. when I was like still a CNA. And then whenever I was a nurse as well, I just, I super enjoyed it. I can say that. Like I, there are two groups of folks that I get along with. It's Mm -hmm. elderly and it's them. I'm not sure why Dana, but they're my jam. (laughs) Like they just, I just get along and I'm able to. That's awesome. I love that for you. Well, it's just, I'm able to work with coach, like teach and like mold, help mold in that manner. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I don't know. It, for me, this was an easy way. Like when they would have seizures or stuff, it was dead weight. It was like a tree falling. Yeah. So when I, you would catch that dead weight or have that dead weight on you or near you or lifting, it is like nothing else. Like it's not like grabbing 260 pound weights and doing curls. It's like 260 pounds and the, the most dead part of it is right in the middle. Oh, okay. So you can take either side of it, but the middle is still going to be dragging unless you have a third person to even grab the middle. Mm-hmm. So it becomes really like a concerted effort on which places you're pointing or you're placing, you know, points of, of weight bearing. Interesting. Wow. Crazy. So the people that were like throwing them over their shoulders were probably the best. Mm hmm. Well, like, I mean, over the internet, it was just going on and on about like Nick carrying Tom and how funny this was. And then Jojo takes over and carries Tom. Nick did point out on his podcast that Jojo only took over and carried for 10 minutes. So it wasn't that big a thing. But of course, it looks hilarious, like on TV to have like this little girl carrying Tom. <laughs> well, I mean, in all honesty, I'm thinking she she's a badass. Like, she really is. I, I mean, okay, so I thought her mom was Abby Lee Miller, and I am wrong on that. I, 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 I know she's from Dan. Her some mom is Jess, and her mom is so fucking annoying, Dana. Oh, okay. Like, so I don't I'm know anything about her. I'm a dance mom fan. I'm a dance <laughs> okay. mom, like Ash dance. You'll have for to explain to me. Years. Yeah. Okay. So, but um, but when you look at her in her confessionals and she's in her like glittery getup, you she's a different person almost. Yes. You forget that she's that glittery singer for kids with pigtails right exactly exactly right because when you see her on this course she's a badass (laughs) it's a totally different person she's capable of so much um i so nick struggled hard yeah in everything that i was seeing tyler was definitely excelling um in that challenge for sure i he is kind of locked in. Um, I felt like at some points I was like worried for Nick's safety. He, yeah, uh, he did really seem like he wasn't doing well for the first time. It was sort of his episode. Like everyone rallied to help him. Yeah. I mean, when they got back there, like the state that he was in was bad. Yeah. 
Um, so kudos to him for continuing to go on because I think that was super impressive, Dana. I, I do have to you. say I'm surprised. I I I don't know much about him in terms of his like physical capabilities, but he's not. He doesn't really strike me as like the major athletic type. I think he did say in one episode he did track or something, but still the life he leads now is not not super athletic. So I, I'm actually so impressed that he is still in this, quite frankly. I just did not peg him. If you were to look at the initial lineup of people of who would make it to the end, I, I wouldn't think this guy. You know what I mean? But right. I don't know. What and, do you think? I mean, it, well, the, the staff agreed with you. And yeah. I have a super interesting thought. Um, So they bring him in because they consider him the weakest link. Right. They also called out that Bodie won't look them in the eye, which I thought was, um, and they said that it was like he hated them. Well, they're not that nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He doesn't like us. But Nick is pretty beaten down when he goes in. Yeah. But I felt like listening to him, I felt like he's not happy. Dana like yeah. in his life with what he's doing he's not proud and he's not entirely happy like he was embarrassed to tell them what he did for a living wait are you talking about Nick yes you think so I mean I think he was embarrassed to say it because it's embarrassing to say yeah. it in front of like these army guys but I think he really likes his life you think he doesn't I mean I I, I felt like he laughed it off like it's something that he's doing for now. It is award winning. I mean, like it's it's an amazing podcast. Like to win an, an awards podcast. podcast. I listened today. It was like the a woman that wanted to leave her marriage. It was really really great. Like that. Like he he's for like great. the guy who like could never get into a relationship. He gives amazing dating advice. He does give amazing dating advice, but I feel like. Is that really what he wants to do? And I, you know I what? I don't like, know. You know, I felt like it almost, I could almost see that in the way that he was answering. And I could be totally off here, but I could almost see that in the way that he was answering that he may have other intentions or desires. You know what? That's totally possible. I'm just making that assumption based on the fact that I love the podcast, which just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's meant for you. And I do remember him wanting to get into acting years ago. So you're totally right. It's totally possible that he just happens to be good at something that is not what he's passionate about. And he still has more hopes for that. And will I mean, I just think his fiance is so beautiful and they have their beautiful little baby coming. And I just yes, think the I cutest think family. He's got another dog named Steve, yes. Jeff and Steve, their dogs. It's so adorable. Like, yes. I just no, think they're adorable. That aspect, I think, is what keeps him going. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely feel like, yeah, the what he's doing now is, is a, a leg to what he wants to do later. Totally sure. That. Yeah. Um, but he, he did say something interesting. His greatest goal was to be a dad. And, like, I, like, kudos to you if that really is your greatest goal. But, man, there are a lot of things I want to do in life. My greatest goal is not, like, my greatest achievement mm-hmm. may be raising my children, may be my children, may be being a mother. But I would never consider my greatest goal to be being a mother. That's interesting, the terminology. Because you're right, it's not, there is a difference between an achievement and a goal. And 
yeah, I've always wanted to be a dad is different than, or yeah, it would be like raising, doing my best to raise him would be like the goal or something like that. You know what I mean? They're not to just have one. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I do think he will be a great dad. He's got, I think like 10 siblings or something weird like that. Yes, yes. Um, I've heard him talk about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. He seems very family oriented and I, so if I, I had wish the best for him, but it would be the the least of my goals to be a, yeah. to be a dad. Yeah. I'm just saying, Dana. That's what I thought was interesting. He, but he is a bit older. He's 42, not in the this real grander scheme of things. But, you know, I'm sure it's something he's wanted for a long time. So, you know, good for him. And I, I still I still cannot believe he's this far into this race. If he wins this thing, that would be kind of funny. Well, whatever winning means. Think, yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they're going to have any winners. I think it's just right. if if they complete it or not. Like whoever makes it. Yeah. Okay. Um they they plan on taking their souls. So that that next day they start out by taking their souls and um physical training um at, at its most it, 30 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. That and what I would consider that is smoking. That's what they call that in the military. Okay. Whenever they do like continuous exercise and drills. Um, that's smoking. And you usually get that when you're like performing badly or not listening or like, like a combination of things. This is when Bodhi really starts losing his shit. Yeah. I definitely did not like. When he pointed out, when when they pointed out he was doing something wrong, instead of saying, yes, staff, or even if you're going to be pissed off, be pissed off the staff, he pointed out a teammate that was wrong as well. It's really immature. Right? Yeah. Especially given this game of no winners. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's odd, especially for somebody who's been in the Olympics. And knows that what it means to be part of it. That was the first thing that crossed my mind, Dana. I was mm-hmm. like, this motherfucker was in the Olympics? Like, what the yeah. fuck kind of a teammate is that? I, I just find it wild how this game, this simulation is breaking people in, in very fascinating ways. I agree. Yeah. Um, they they definitely bring in Bodhi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put down the world is unfair. Because I felt like he was griping that things that they were doing weren't fair. Mm-hmm. But they're doing that because the world isn't fair. I tell my kids this all the time, you know, when yeah. like, but that's not fair. Yeah, the world isn't fair. Like, he knows that out of anyone, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in his head or what's really breaking him about this, but something is. I agree. Um, I think that when it comes to somebody telling him, I feel like his sport was such a individual sport that mm. he never really had to be a teammate. Yeah. Per se. Possibly. Um, I mean, he was on team USA, but other than that, like he, he was zeroed in on his own individual task. I think that yes. he struggled entirely with, if one of them fails and that and it had to do with the fact that they'd been punished for an entire day for something that 
he passed. Right. And then he started doing some sort of weird psychological breakdown of his own where he was saying something about being worried about how he was going to raise his kids, but then sort of backpedaled and said, maybe that fear is what's going to make me better in the air. I don't even know what it was, but it was getting a little too deep with them. That wasn't really the point of what they were doing there. I agree. Yeah. Like nobody cares, Bodhi. But you can tell he needs some therapy about that, which is fine, right? I mean, yes. like he went through something yes. very traumatic, but you can tell that he's still working through that. Um, so episode six. Yeah, we're on to the next. We got um, some uh, helicopters submerging into water. Uh, craziness. Uh, yeah. Well, it starts out that Jack um, is worried about his heart rate. Oh, yes, that's how it started out. So he ends up going into uh, the meds. Uh, it's so funny because he walks up to staff. They immediately are like, you're a shit bag. This guy so, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they so funny. So much. They think he's the biggest loser. Time. I know. Um, but it, I, I almost feel like he deserves it somewhat because he's kind of condescending sometimes. Exactly. He's very pompous. And so like, they yeah. really bring him down to size, literally. <laughs> But anyway, yes, you're right. They take them to, it's a helicopter crash drill. My husband actually did this. He told me that. Oh, wow. They, they call it the dunk when they do it. And he did it when he was in um, the, uh, man, what's it called? Uh, air assault training. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, he was on the air assault team that would go in and rescue people when they were down. So, mm -hmm. and he was fighting to be in, he got accepted in the 160th. So he would have been in the, the elite group that did, ha, um, went in and, and rescued, um, down people. Wow. That's amazing. So he said that they kind of took it easy on them. They had way more seconds. So the 15 seconds that they had them wait was never, um, it was way longer he said he wants to think it was almost a minute that wow and that it wasn't a life jacket there were other things they had to get so he said at one point he had to like unbuckle people and like bring them up too so um mm -hmm. well, i guess that makes sense for this simulation right it's a simulation yeah i mean it's dangerous especially in that water they're in yeah that being said, there was that weird episode where they were driving in those Jeeps and there was a, what did they keep calling him? The principal, right? And like, yeah. protect the principal. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> right? So the, whoever that is, the they have not put in this guy there. <laughs> Just um, killing me. But anyway. Erin panics. She's the first one to go and she panics whenever she does it. You can, so you can tell that it's kind of like an art of taking a breath at the right time. No, so difficult. Um, but also, if you have a fear, like for me, I have yes. dreams. I guess I should say I have nightmares that I drive off a bridge. You do? Is it like a time. recurring nightmare? It is. Mm. And I don't know what the hell that means. Have you ever looked into it? Have you ever Googled it? I have not because I'm kind of afraid to. I, I have this recurring dream where I get tattoos that I didn't want and I've Googled it and it's a fear of commitment, which I don't have. So I disagree, but I'm constantly You're having right, that dream. So I don't have it. 
<laughs> but I don't know. I'm just curious. If you keep having the same dream, I mean, look at that. That's hilarious. To know. I want to have a dream about getting tattoos I don't want. That kind of sounds fun. And they're they're in the shape of really like chess pieces. No, they're like three D dimensional. <laughs> like I don't want that. I know, but Trust you wake me, up you and they aren't really there, so that's okay. No, I, uh, okay, sure. I guess you can say that. Like, I wake nightmare. up and still think about this shit, Dana. Like all the time. Ugh. Like, is that the way I'm gonna die? Like, is that why I dream that all the time? Like, I'm so confused. Google it. I'm gonna Google it for you. After <laughs> <we go. laughs> don't tell um, me if it's something bad. Just be like, I didn't look. But on lighter note, wasn't it cute when JoJo was teaching the boys how to shuffle? It was. That was so cute because I forget that she's a dancer, right? And so she's teaching them that. So, but she yeah, passed yeah. and she did amazing. She did. She did really good. Um, Tom did really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's about at that point where I guess they pan back to Jack and they let him know or let him know that his heart rate is too fast and that he's going to have to leave. Yeah, they're worried. He's had palpitations before, so at any time it could just get out of rhythm and he could have some kind of event, especially in, like, freezing cold water like that. Yeah. So I agreed. I feel bad for him because it's something he really, really wanted to accomplish, and it sucks that he has a physical limitation that he cannot control, right? He There's made it farther only... than half of the Yeah, fair enough, fair people. enough. You're right. So I would have been, I think he should be happy and he didn't make the choice to leave. Right. Exactly. It's almost like a honorable discharge. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Is that what it would be called? Okay. Um, so we're down to our six, final six. Um, yep. They are. I feel like that outhouse is the cry house, first off. <laughs> but I love they all go together. It's like, like, I think at one so... point, JoJo, Aaron, and Tyler go together, and, and JoJo's like, Tell, like, don't let me quit, okay? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let me quit. He's like, you got it. I don't know. It was just, it was kind of like a drum, dramatic movie or something. I was laughing about it. So um, they're called out, and basically in front of the doors, um, what did I put down here? Oh, they take them to do this challenge. And it's basically like they're just walking up in front of, I want to think it looks like the the doors that used to be on the walking dead that went into the place that looks like their sanctum. Okay. Um, but it's like a door and they like open it up and they tell them that you're not going to know what's on the other side, but you just need to attack it with all your anger I didn't really understand this challenge. I don't think any of them did either. Yeah, there fair enough. <laughs> wasn't clear direction. I felt like I couldn't even tell whether people passed or failed after the first person. I don't know about you. No, I couldn't. And just to clarify, there was, a, again, a guy who they were calling the Red Man. Yeah, and that was who they were fighting. Was. Billy said it looked like Tom was making love to him when he tried to fight him. <laughs> Tyler is always just like biting his lip, trying not to laugh in these situations. But it that speaking of nightmares, that also feel felt kind of nightmarish to just be brought out in the night and be told to fight the red man. Yeah. That yeah. that was pretty terrifying. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah. It was super weird. And very like I didn't see any point in that. Like zero yeah. point in that. And then they take them back and they spend this is the last eight minutes of this episode. Yeah. Eight minutes is all yeah, devoted time. to blast letters. Oh, right, right. The letters, the letters. 
Okay. Tell me what you think of Tom's letter from his mom. So Tom's letter to his mom. Sorry. Fr- or No, wait. Wait, the letters are the videos or is the video the next so episode? So videos is the next episode. My apologies. I will shut up. No, yes. The letters to their loved ones if they were to were perish to and it's some, some yes. sort of, you know, ritual that I guess is done in the military. I felt like they were it was I don't know I felt like it was a little lackluster well um, because you're not dying and you're gonna be home in a week <laughs> yeah um but his was definitely about how his mom set a good example and I was like that he didn't follow like that's what yeah because if if she set a good example and you followed it that wasn't a good example okay yeah like at least acknowledge the fact that she set a good example, but I didn't even pay attention. I thought after that, I really liked Nick's. I liked Tyler's. Um, Nick's fiance actually read it again on their podcast and she started crying. They both did because he's starting off saying like, I won't be there. I'm so sorry. I won't be there for our baby. It's, it's heartbreaking. Right. But it's also so silly. But again, like it really shows how it can this very, short simulation can break you down honestly and, I'm and a make you feel so big serious believer in writing letters oh yeah yes like always should have letters for those people that mean the most to you okay. saying something um so that they'll always know no matter it what. just means something and it's something they cherish regard like regardless of what happens with you or whether you're cremated or you're buried and they can visit your you know, grave or whatever, like it doesn't matter. Like they can pull that out and read it. And it's like a way to connect with you. So I just exactly. feel like it means something bigger than just writing a letter. I don't know. I love that. No, I think that's, that's super meaningful. I think that's really special. And very um, fitting. So episode seven. Yeah, we we go right into it. Um, basically, it starts with the DS is saying that we now ambush them with chaos. That is how they start the episode. <laughs> that is our intent for this episode. Well, Tom ambush starts it off saying that he pretended to be military when he was growing up. Oh, yeah. And he then he just that. decided to play it on TV. And I was like, when? Besides this show. I... The show isn't doing him any favors. No, I, I also not. just... Even... Especially these past two episodes where it sort of comes to, like the part of the military where you're thinking about your friends and family. And it was just interesting that it was just his mom in these that he sort of was referring to. And we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later, but not nothing bad about your mom or anything like that. It just with everything going on in your life in the past few months at that time, I, I'm just surprised it wasn't more about that for him. Like his mindset. Agreed. Yeah. I, I feel like, that's always the mindset because you know uh mom likes the good old boys yeah she works in the fire station so i'm not surprised that that's the mentality that the good old boys have a good time Mm -hmm. um well we have six people left and 48 hours left which is crazy except they've been watching this for months now (laughs) they said that they they divided them up for equal physical strength yes um, they take them out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and they're pulling a 130 pound kit 
they're only pulling that for two miles. Now, let's be honest, okay, because they make this look really treacherous and yeah. a really long time. And that's two miles. Like, we understand how far two miles is, right? Like, I understand <laughs> those terrain. But it was only two miles. Like Maybe because we're near the end and they're making it a bit easier? Well, I feel like, do they understand that this is, like, a small human? Like, they're trying to teach you what it's like to no man left behind. Like, you don't leave yeah. a, a dead body behind. And so, even if they may not be alive, you're going to put them on something and make shifts something so you can drag them back with you. Yeah. So that's 130 pounds. I will say that I felt like Tom set up, like he was carrying the jugs. Whereas in the setup with Jojo, she was not carrying the jugs. She had the bags and Bodie was dragging the jugs, which I get. You should have the jugs on there whenever you're in the good terrain. But when you're pulling it uphill, she should be walking those fucking jugs uphill. Bad decision. He, he wasn't utilizing her whatsoever. No. And she should be utilized. Like, she is a badass. That's his, uh, I can do this on my own. Right. Yeah, he was very much like that in this episode. He was kind of nasty. Like, I felt bad for her because she, and her, like, confessional, she was like, I can help you and, and do exactly what I'm told, or I can do exactly what I'm told and not help you at all. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> go Jojo. Um, and Nick keeps saying, good job, Tommy. I'm sorry. I just have to mention this because it's starting to bother me. Nick came so hard for Tom for this entire year on his podcast. And now it sort of feels like they're friends and it doesn't seem like anything nick said before has any weight i actually went back and like to find old podcasts he's done previously about tom to see if i was just losing it because i swear to god he did call him a narcissist and all these things and now he's saying he he has never called him those things he was just saying like okay these are just sort of my opinions on this selfish guy or whatever and you know i still think he's selfish but he's a nice guy and he's my friend and whatever i i couldn't actually find anything like that disparaging but it was bothering me that they weren't enemies during this whole thing so I kind of didn't, I still feel like, because he still won't even agree to come on the podcast. I think it's because he's scared. I still feel like, because he's going to call him out. Oh. But I do feel like he was just more, so in that environment, it gets yeah, really, in that really hard. You're more encouraging than you are friendly, if that makes sense. Because I did feel like a couple of times whenever Tom was talking, they would like, you could see Nick's face and Nick was like rolling his eyes or he was looking oh, really? over okay. at like Kelly and was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So I, I maybe I should pull those out and like do a montage of them. That's a good point, though. Like, so you're saying more of the like verbal communication is like we're a team, so it's supporting each other, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you'd hang out with these people in, in the Correct. But he does keep he reiterating. I don't think he was at no, Kelly's yeah. house for the get together. Mm -hmm. And even still, like these people aren't going to be lifelong friends. And Nick does still say at the end, would I ever set him up with someone I'm close with? No, right. never. Would I ever have um, You know, and he still can't. And I was actually listening to his Patreon, which is the only Patreon I've ever paid for because I wanted to listen to his recap of season two of Vanderpump Rules. And he has come out of it now saying, 
I now understand why Tom thought cheating wasn't such a big deal <laughs> because you literally watch nothing happen to Jax, right? And and him just be brought right back into the fold. So it's sort of interesting to watch it from that person's perspective, from somebody else's perspective. Oh, man, I didn't know that he was recapping on his Patreon. Yeah, it's been really good, but I can't afford it anymore. So <laughs> he just finished season two. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I listened to Kristen's recaps, so... Mm-hmm. Know, I love her recaps. I saw where um, they suffered a miscarriage. God bless them. Yeah, yeah. I heard that the other the other day, yesterday. I'm I'm just happy for her that she has someone who is so amazing, and he's quite a bit younger than her, but he understands that this is you know what she wants in her life, and he's on board and he's so supportive. So you know what, this happens. It's not talked about as much as it happens, but it happens, and. I fully know that they will get pregnant again and they'll be okay. Yep. No doubts. Uh, rainbow baby. <laughs> um, Aaron and Tyler actually beat Bodie and Jojo last right. week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me see what I put here. Sprint and get down. Well, then there's like another grueling activity in the snow. I'm not quite this sure what it is. This was the one like... that the hubs gave me. So I was reading my note because the hubs gave me some breakdown here. When they okay. got them down on the ground, he said the exercise for them is they're not allowed to use their arms or their knees. Mm. You have to use your face to push the dirt and move yourself. Oh, God. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting that um, that's the difference between when you get down for, and he was just army air assault. So yeah. I know special forces is doing that, if not worse. Right. Um, I mean, every time their foot hit the floor, they had to say air assault. So everywhere they walked, every foot that hit the floor, they said it over and over. Like that's yeah. how crazy it was. That one was pretty brutal. Um, but I thought that was I was like when he told me that I was like you did what I was like that was yeah. awful like <laughs> I don't know it just makes me like I don't know I guess I'm learning more about what he went through and we used to yeah talk that's about sort it of interesting for you home, you know right like, but but I guess it's nothing like sort of watching it right because you probably have never watched something that would simulate what your husband goes through every day Correct. right how would you right so yes. this is, must be so interesting for you guys um, but this smoking breaks Brody 100%. Yeah. So he walks out and there's five remaining. So the mystery is solved. And do you know what mystery that is? What? Tom's braid. You know, I've been oh, dying yes. to know who's been doing Tom's braid this whole time. It is JoJo. JoJo. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, who is left too. that is doing his hair? <laughs> I put, well, I put... Tom was dragging ass, LOL. And then I put, and JoJo doing his hair, LOL. Yeah. But he's got that perfect braid every time. Hey, man. I, well, she that's what they do backstage at dance. They do each other's hair. That's yes, what that's what do. they do backstage at dance. Not on Special Forces. <laughs> and not to grow-ass fucking 40-year-old men, Tom. But I love how she sort of is surrounded. Like, Bodie, um, Nick... Tom, they're all like 
early 40 year old men. Right. And she's saying, like, do I have like the physical capability uh, like that is probably more so than a 40 year old man? And can I be utilized? Yep. And they're not utilizing me. Right. Yep. And this is the point when they get their videos. Yes. Some video messages from their loved ones. Tom's message. I'm, I, you wanted to know my thoughts. I just felt like, so I'm a mom. I have a son. Mm-hmm. If my son had done the things that he did, I would never shun him to the point where I'm not talking to him. I would never not encourage him. But I would have way more to say than what she said. Like, did you not Thank feel like you. lackluster? Like it was okay, like. That's the word I wrote. I wrote lackluster, but I also, it wasn't just lackluster. It was almost like she didn't know him. She's like, hey, Tom. Me, you. You. Like, see ya, but not soon enough. And hope like, you keep on keeping on you. And just like, what? And he's crying. He's like, mom, that was so heartfelt. And it's like, yeah. anything heartfelt? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And maybe it's, maybe, here's the thing, like, I know she's a fire person, so maybe she, like, the emotion, that's black. Maybe. Like, it is true. But but it made me feel he like he didn't have that tight a relationship with his mom. So, like, don't you have someone closer you wanted to talk to through this? Because it didn't seem like you're that close. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel, right. That's true. I Wait, did you hear that like, they that were trying was, to recruit that was her? His plan. Remember, she left him right before that. I that's wonder right. If, yeah. I wonder if. They truly tried to contact her and she didn't respond. I don't know. Like Nick brought it up very randomly that um, they tried to recruit her as well for special forces. And Which I think he had heard that through Tom. Um, but he also heard it through Tom and Tom says a lot of things. So who knows? But I, that is odd that they would. Want I to agree. Them. And very weird. I don't know. But I, I just I just love how there's little nuggets that keep dropping. But yeah, I just thought it was very odd. She barely said anything. It was like a relationship between like a postal worker and client. (laughs) That's what I wanted it to be like, Tom, you know what, with everything going on, persevere, make a difference, change the way things are going. Like you can do this. You should have had Ariana do one for him. (laughs) That would have been obviously. They should have had Lisa Vanderpump do it. Oh, my God. I'm disappointed by what you've done. (laughs) Tom, you can do it. Oh, my God. That's good. You are good at her accent. (laughs) Come on, Tom. Um, And then they're split into two teams for their final task. So this is like the end. And then dropping them off in the middle of nowhere with a compass. Yeah. So Tom is on the same team scene as Joe. Joe, and she keeps mentioning that he's sort of not listening, and he's like wandering off. And the enemies and Jojo and Aaron, are not really coming. To the women. Yeah, and so Jojo basically has to tell him, like, "Look, Tom, like, he's busy eating like trail mix or something." But she's like, "We have to go right now. Like, you can't just. We need to stay together. You're not listening, and I shouldn't have to keep telling you this, which is annoying because again, he's a 40 year old man." Right. Um, I wrote down that I thought that it was kind of key that they felt like he wasn't listening to what they were saying and he was right. just running Typical. off. And I feel like that's kind of like almost descriptive of who he is and his personality. Like he wants to take off and leave someone in the dust always. Like that's just who he is. Yeah. He doesn't really care to finish. He the really, task. Yeah. He doesn't really care to 
to carry you on his back if needed. But he says he does, right? He's always talking in his life or, you know, confessionals, wherever. He's always talking about how much he does for other people to make everyone else look bigger and grander, right? And that's something I second guess quite a bit now. He wants us to think he's not drinking the Kool-Aid, but he's drinking the Kool-Aid. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you noticed this there, but Tyler has a little confessional at the end where he says it's really important to him to make it to the end of this because he's never been able to quite finish. And he's talking about like The Bachelorette, this or that, but like (laughs) never been able to quite finish was kind of funny. Yeah, that's just sort of how the sentence ended. (laughs) Because like you can't finish The Bachelorette, you can propose. She would have said no. So I don't really know what the point would have been there. But um, yeah, if you feel you've never been able to quite finish, then... (laughs) That's a great thing to say on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Love the editing. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was so fun. And you said, I think that the next episode is our last episode. So. Yes, I believe so. It'll be episode eight. So that's tonight. And I believe we're getting quite a bit of Tom tonight. Not that that's exciting, but I'm always hoping to get a little bit more. I'm always hoping to see growth. I definitely enjoy and congratulations to Ariana for continuing to uh, be on Dancing with the Stars. She's mm-hmm. killing it. Absolutely I enjoy doing the shit out of watching her. Um, so I mean, it's been interesting watching all of these additional shows that the cast has been, you know, special starring on. So. It is. It. It's like seeing these creatures outside of their natural habitat. I find fascinating. It's like seeing a teacher when you're out shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's been really fun. And tonight's episode will be really good. And we will be back to talk about it. Yes, we will. And I will talk about James Kennedy's show this Thursday in Pittsburgh. Amazing. Can't wait. <laughs>